Good morning, everyone. What a glorious day Easter is. It's great to see each one of you this morning. And uh, because of Jesus, of course, we have a lot to celebrate today. And that's what I'd really like to focus on in the message uh, portion of our worship today. We've already heard the resurrection passage read from John 20 this morning. So if you have your Bibles, I'd like to encourage you to turn to Acts chapter 10. That is going to be our text this morning. And you know, Easter uh, Easter's a wonderful Sunday to preach because even though the resurrection of Jesus is so well known, there are so many things about it and about what it means for us that we can apply to our lives uh, in relation to it. And so, you know, you could speak for five minutes about it or you could go on all day talking about the enormous implications of, of Easter and what this day means for all of us. In Acts chapter 10, Peter is visiting Cornelius, who was a Roman officer. He had called him to his house um, in order to hear the message that God had for him and his family and the others who were gathered there. And so Cornelius welcomes him, and then he turns it over to Peter in verse 4. 34, and so we'll be reading verses 34 through 43 of Acts 10. It says, Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen. By us who ate and drank with him. After he rose from the dead, he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Would you bow with me as we begin this? This morning, Lord, just uh, we pray that your word would speak to us, that your Holy Spirit would move here this morning and speak to our hearts and speak into our lives. May we be open to receive what you have for each of us uh, today. We pray this in your name. Amen. Well, um, it's not uncommon these days for the news and information and even weather, it seems like, and other things to be given to us in these uh, quick, short bits of information. 
The main reason for that, of course, is that our attention spans have become shorter and shorter and shorter as our lives have become busy, busier and our lives are moving faster and faster all the time, it seems like. A recent study by Microsoft found that human, the human attention span has now dropped to a whopping eight seconds. <laughs> eight seconds. That, that study um, found that our attention spans have dropped 25% just in the past five years or so. And so this is a recent thing. You know, our social media age, um, our smartphones, they've probably been uh, culprits of, of this. But it's very rare anymore that you find a magazine story or even a newspaper article that is like five pages long or, or very long at all. Because most of them have gone to these little two-paragraph clips um, for many of their articles. And of course, the thinking is, if it's much longer than that, people are just going to skip over it and go to the next thing. I see some head shaking. You, you relate. <laughs> I think we, are, uh, we all have that. But I think it's, it's, you know, it's kind of a sad commentary on our world that we don't take time anymore to become fully engaged in something. Or to maybe take time to think deeply about something before we move on to the next thing. Multitasking, I guess, has become a way of life. Uh, in much of our world today. And in some ways, it almost feels like Peter is ahead of his time here in this Acts 10 passage because he gives this very thorough, but it's very short, description of who Jesus is and what he has done and, and what it means for those who are listening. I mean, little, little did he know that God was going to use this Short and concise and powerful testimony to reach much, much further than this home in Caesarea where Cornelius lived. In nine short verses here, Peter shares the basic message of Jesus Christ. I think that should be a reminder for all of us maybe that even in a culture with short attention spans and very little time... It's still possible for us to proclaim the truth and the message about Jesus Christ. The uh, ministry team had a meeting this past week, and one of the things we, we talked about was how uh, TikTok and, and Twitter and other short forms of communication should be a way that we are using to get the gospel message of Jesus Christ out to the world. Not only does it reach those with a uh, short attention spans, of course, but it actually can reach someone on the other side of the world in a matter of seconds. And as statistics show, most of the people in the world, even in poor developing countries now, have cell phones and even smartphones. Really, the message title this morning sums up what Peter is saying in these nine verses. And that is that all of the redeeming work of God that we have witnessed in our lives and in other lives 
is because of God's Son, Jesus Christ, and His resurrection, which we celebrate this morning and today. Peter is saying in these verses, he's saying, all you need to do is receive Jesus, what He has done for you, and this resurrected life that He can give to you. Um, as I was working on this message this week, I was thinking about what Peter says here. And, and I had to think of uh, Ann Wilson's song that was popular uh, not too long ago. But the song was titled, My Jesus. And I think Sky actually sang it here in our church several months ago. But the lyrics say this, He makes a way where there ain't no way, rises up from an empty grave, Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And then she goes on to sing and, and it says, I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let my Jesus change your life. What a great message that is. We celebrate his resurrection this morning because he does make a way where there seems to be no way. So often. And as Peter also says here in verse 43, there is so much to celebrate because everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. I mean, have you have you stopped long enough in your busy life to truly consider what that means for you? The coolest thing about this is that no one is excluded in this. Erica touched on that with what she said before the song she sang. And the song she sang gave testimony to it. You know, just before Peter had gone to the home of Cornelius, which we read about, he had this vision in which um, um, God showed him this large sheet that came down from heaven. And all kinds of animals were in this, this sheet that the Jews thought were, were unclean to eat. And uh, so God's voice says, Peter, get up and eat. Peter says, surely not, Lord. I mean, I've never eaten anything impure or unclean before. And then God says to him, he says, don't call anything impure that God has made clean. That happened three times that the sheet came down. And Peter finally got the point that God was trying to make. This message of, of Christ's sacrifice and resurrection is for all people. Not just the Jews. Not just perfect people who have it all together. Not just people who have read their Bible every day and go to church every Sunday. Not just people who have managed to keep everything in their life in order. This is for anyone and everyone who wants to receive it. And live a life that is resurrected in Jesus. Instead of being dead to the world. And so, <clears throat> you know, the Holy Spirit fills Peter to share this message of hope. With the Gentiles and the, 
really, the people of all countries and races and languages, backgrounds, status, all people. And the message is simple, but it's very profound. Because of Jesus, your life can be what God fully intends for it to be. Full of grace, full of joy, full of mercy, and full of life. The best representation of the empty tomb of Christ is when one of his followers decides to exchange the world's sentence of death for God's offer of eternal life. And, you know, so often we think, when we think of eternal life, we think that eternal life begins when this earthly life is over. But it's in the resurrection that we realize that we begin our life in Jesus now. While we are still here on this earth. Once you, you see, once you receive Jesus into your life and you believe in him and, and you live for him and make him the Lord of your life. It can, can, it can transform your life now. And then that just continues on into your eternal life in heaven. I read something very interesting just this week. Uh, it's about a woman who was going to have this put on her gravestone. <clears throat> Karen Davis, 1958-Buried Alive. And then in parentheses, she was going to put John eleven twenty five to 26. When they asked her about it, she said she wanted to provoke everyone who went and read her tombstone to pause, scratch their heads, <laughs> and then look, at the script, look up the scripture to see what it means. This is what the passage from John 11 says when Jesus was talking to Martha. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. You see where she's going with that? And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus said. And by the way, Martha, who he's saying that to, said yes. She believed that Jesus was the Messiah. Heaven is going to be greater than anything that we can imagine on this earth. But don't you want your life now to be blessed and joyful and hopeful and filled with the peace of Christ as well? I think we'd all answer that we do. You know, then someday those will just go with you in heaven. Go with, go with you to heaven once you are buried alive. <laughs> the things of this world will stay here, but the blessings of Jesus and heaven are going to go with you. You see, Jesus has conquered every worldly trouble and difficulty that, that you will ever face. That doesn't mean that... that trouble is not still out there and that troubles are not going to come in our life because the power of 
the powers of darkness are still out there and they are trying to corrupt lives. You know that, that spiritual warfare, it's still going on in our world. But Jesus says, he says, take heart. And come to him when you feel the world trying to beat you down with sin and guilt and unforgiveness and whatever else you might be feeling that is contrary to God's plan for you. In John 16, <clears throat> Jesus said these words. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. Then he says, take heart, because I have overcome the world. And of course, that's what we are celebrating on this Easter Sunday. Jesus has overcome it, and Jesus can help you overcome it, whatever your it might be. I think so often we forget that Jesus is all we need until... Jesus is all we have left sometimes in our life. And it never fails, of course, when we come to him. Jesus is always there waiting for us, just like the parable of the prodigal son that he, that he told. When we, realize, when we realize our sin and we come to him with repentant hearts, he says, it's okay because I've overcome it already. He says, take heart and receive my peace and my forgiveness. Receive this resurrected life. You know, Jesus did something for humanity that no one else could do. He delivered us from the grip of eternal sin and death. You know, it's a fact that we as humans struggle with uh, that finality of, of death, earthly death. I mean, there's survey after survey that, that shows that it's one of the things that people fear the most in life, death. And that's understandable, I, I guess, but really, we should be more concerned about our everlasting life. Because really, that's, you know, that's what's final. Where are we going to spend the rest of eternity? And I think... I think that's why Peter becomes so passionate after the resurrection here in the book of Acts. In verse 42 of, of this 10th chapter, Peter says, He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. And then he goes on to say, all the prophets have testified about him and said that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. In other words, you know, what Peter is saying is, look, we, we have now witnessed this ourselves, that everything Jesus said and proclaimed is true and it's coming true. It was almost like some of them doubted maybe until that miraculous day of the resurrection on Easter morning. And I think after that, they started to realize that all of their fears could be relieved because 
They believed and they overcame their doubt and ultimately their fear. Now, you know, it doesn't mean that all of their questions were answered. Because I, you know, even 2,000 years later, we can say that we still have some questions. And that's okay. Some of them most likely won't be answered until Jesus returns again or we, we see him in heaven. But you see, having questions is different than believing and receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. Peter says, we are witnesses that Jesus is the Son of God. If you have faith in him, you will be with him, and he will be with you for all of eternity. Perhaps after the resurrection, uh, Peter recalled the many times that Jesus had you know, given them clues about this, because it was many, if you read the Gospels, many times. One of my favorites is in John 14, 6, where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So if we need to be brief, I guess we could sum up what Jesus has done with that one verse. He has shown us the way. He has given us the truth. And he has provided us the way to life eternally through him. What does Easter morning mean for you? I, I hope it means more than nice clothes, family dinners, and Easter egg hunts. I mean, those are great. We love those too. But what Easter means is that our life can really be different than what the world has to offer to us. Because Jesus lives and his resurrection life can live in us. What that means is that whatever you have been carrying around in your life, whatever's been weighing you down, bringing you down keeping you down, it can be rolled away in the name of Jesus, just like the stone from the front of the tomb. Jesus can do it. He just wants you to believe it and to believe in him. There's nothing we can do to earn it. There's nothing we can do to earn the blessings that Jesus can bring into to your life. He just wants you to have faith in him. He wants you to tru truly receive this resurrected life. Because he lives, you can face tomorrow. And my prayer today is that you will make him the Lord of your life. For some, that may be the first time you make that commitment of faith. For some others, it may mean that you are making a recommitment of your life to Christ. Today, on this Easter 2022. Maybe you've been relying on yourself and others. And, and uh, instead of relying on Jesus and the blessings that, that he can bring into your life. You know, it may not always be easy to be a follower of Jesus in this world. But it is always worth it. 
And it will always be worth it no matter what may come. Because Jesus is risen and Jesus is Lord. Amen? So may our lives proclaim that to this world that so desperately needs to hear it. Whether that is in a sermon or a conversation you have with a friend or on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, find your way to let the world know. And may we also rely on him in our lives to help us, each of us, be faithful followers of, of Christ. Would you stand together with me and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we are so grateful and thankful for what this day means to us. And we are thankful that it is still a day that we celebrate, a day that means so much. Because, Lord, it really has changed our world. And it changes the lives of those who receive your resurrection life. They receive the way, the truth, and the life in you. And I, I just pray this morning, Lord, over everybody here, anybody watching online. Pray that this is just not another Easter. I pray that if, if something needs to be made right with you, today is the day they make it right. Today is the day they come back to you. Or maybe today is the day they come to you for the very first time and say, I want to receive this resurrected life because I'm tired of living what the world has given to me. So Lord, I, I just ask your Holy Spirit to speak to all of our hearts today. And to, if it's repentance that we need, Lord, help us to repent of our sins and, and ask you to forgive us. If it's just inviting you into our heart, into our life, I pray that we would do that as well. May your word speak to us today. And Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would move in our hearts and in our lives. Help us to know that because you live, whatever tomorrow brings, we can face it. And we can face it with you in our life. And I pray, Lord, that we would remember that each and every day that we wake up. Because you live, because you have risen, because you live in our hearts and in, your in our lives, we can face whatever this world may throw at us. And we can face tomorrow. We pray all of this in your name. Amen.